dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to say our final goodbyes to Yahoo Answers. Although goodbyes are always painful, we take comfort in knowing that Yahoo Answers has gone to a better place and is reunited with Ask Jeeves. We take even greater comfort in knowing that this is finally the end of Unwanted Answers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unwanted Answers, the first episode of Season 5, Episode 32, and the last episode of the show, Unwanted Answers. Yes, what a short season um, this turned out to be. Yeah, um, one episode. Uh, has there ever been a shorter season in the history of uh, anything? That's I mean, I guess the that movies, Lizzie McGuire reboot where they aired zero episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a tough one. It's tough. Uh, I mean, but the thing is, the the you might be thinking, why? I thought it would never end. I we promised it never would, despite the fan letters saying, "Please stop." You might have thought we would be just persistent until the very end, but unfortunately this kind of came from way up top, as some of you may have heard the news. Um, well, real quick, one last time, let's play the On This Day theme real quick. All right, hit it. On This Day! Oh, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. But yes, what day did it happen? It was announced on April 5th and shut down on May 4th. That, oh, that's the next day after comment section's anniversary. God, so cruel. It's like they did it on purpose. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, I think they, I think maybe they did. I think we might find out that that was the case. Yes. Tiptoeing around it because it's so hard to say, but the, the great now late yahoo answers our lifeblood um has been shut down yes it's gone there's not even an archive of it they just shut everything down yahoo answers is gone the internet relic or the the practically all of these wonderful questions we've been uh reading off they've uh, and I mean, what would this show be without it? Because, um, I mean, all we do every episode is just answer questions yes. from Yahoo Answers. It's literally why ever... in the pot, the first two episodes, it was yeah. called Yahoo Answers. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> what can we, what can we do? I mean, there's nothing left. It's over. Yeah. So I guess this is one last hurrah. Apparently, we've overstayed our welcome, but it's time to head off into that sunset. So since we can't actively go to Yahoo Answers in any sort of archived way uh, and find new questions or just find the evidence that the Great Ones even existed, we really just have to go off of the ones we had saved from the beginning. I have 10 pages saved. (laughs) 
So if you run out, I will wow. send you that uh, Google Doc. Wow. Because I, I, yeah, I've had a document going since the beginning of this podcast, just kind of compiling <laughs> questions from Yahoo Answers that might be good to read on the show. And all I have left now are two questions in this document. Oh, my. Uh, all, the, all the rest have been answered or deleted. And these last two, um, they have been here since the beginning because I realized a long time ago they wouldn't be interesting to read. <laughs> yes. So but some people um, say, do you save the best for last? No, that's how you get canceled yeah. early. You throw it all out there in the first one, hope for the best, and then you always have to t- make the audience readjust their expectations to say hey was it as good as the last one no of course not but i guess it's good enough and eventually good enough is i don't want to listen to this anymore yeah good good enough is good enough and that's why i figure um maybe it's time to finally crack these open uh yes since it's we're i mean we're 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 actually scraping the bottom of the question barrel here. This is um, it. I mean, we there isn't any other scraped, option. We're getting just wood now. Yeah, slivers, it's, everything. It's a pain. Yeah, we have to get tweezers and take them out. It's not so much scraping the bottom of the barrel as it is scraping the bottom of the cylinder because the entire bottom of the barrel's gone. Yes, it's yeah, it's it's dirt at this point. There's nothing left. It's just time to throw a match and burn it. And so that's what we're going to do today. Yes. uh, Now, some of you may be wondering, while we are doing this show right now, there is a third presence on this show, a third one, a big one. How is our beloved producer Paul taking this news? Now, we haven't talked since then. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. been able to get into contact with him. Let me... I mean, the only thing I was able to do is I tried calling him for the first time, which you yeah. know he hates. You know he hates that. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I heard... Uh, wait, you you called him? I called him. He answered, but he never said a word. I think he accidentally... He meant to hang up, but he accidentally clicked the green one. I could hear okay. he threw the phone on his bed. He was opening closet doors, packing suitcases... It just, it, he was in a hurry, too. Okay, It yeah. doesn't sound okay. good. So, I didn't know that. Uh, I did find, a like, a it was like a, a, a bloody wired phone. Oh. On my doorstep. That's not good. Set some kind of message I, do you, uh, to not call. Remember Paul when Paul was the one who was most upset over the news of Yahoo Answers ending. He flat out texted us in cap lock, cancel the show. Yeah. That, that's all we got. That was mm-hmm. over a month ago, and we haven't been able to contact him since. Yeah, I mean, not uh, directly in the normal means. I mean, I had a Nokia thrown through my window like a brick. Uh, But the only reason I think that was Paul is because he notoriously uses uh, old Nokias as burner phones. Oh, yes. He loves his Nokia. 
Yeah, I've never seen him with one because I've never seen him before. Yes. I th- but the emojis are very archaic. They're coming from SMS for sure. Yeah, I've noticed because we have um, these cameras over our house where like the motion sensor cameras. Mm-hmm. They've been going off mm-hmm. at like 2 and 3 a.m. And all I see is yeah. a little bit of a trench coat. I'm like, I think that's Paul. That seems like something he would do. I mean, it lines up with his sleep schedule because I typically get the barrage of texts at, yeah, about 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. Exactly, like, exactly around that time. He's frame. very much a night owl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did we answer that question? I believe uh, so. How is Paul taking it? it? Not well. Not well at all. Yeah. So, I guess for our final episode... I think the thing was, he he wanted... If the show had to end, he wanted it to be our our demise. The yes. hosts. Not so much the demise of the moneymaker behind yeah, it all. Yeah, he wanted to replace us. He wanted us to go out like, you know, Iron Man in Endgame or Wolverine and Logan. Just, like, dead. And there's, like, but no possibility, no coming honor. back. He, yeah, like he he wanted that, but he wanted it with less honor and heroism. Like he kind of <laughs> wanted us to just be forgotten. Yes, like something accidental to happen. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what happened? <laughs> like question number two of a series finale. What happens if you stick a fork in a power outlet? Well, why don't we see? Let's not just answer yeah. a silly question. Let's do it. He definitely he wanted us to die in a way that was like. In a way that's just a little too embarrassing and mundane, so it's not really an interesting story, and it's also a little too embarrassing to disclose to people. Yes. So people just kind of don't ask, and we're forgotten Yeah, about. it's just like, uh, that was one error, let's move on. Human error. It's like going from the Steve era of Blue's Clues to Joe. It's actually a nickname. He, he it, Paul actually calls me that nickname a lot, Human Error. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, should we, for one last time, flip? It's been with us since the beginning. Wow. Beloved Penny, it's a little dusty. Wow. It's been here since Um, the beginning. There it is. One last flip. I might get emotional. That's... We're going to figure out who reads the first question with one last flip, and... As always. As always. But never more after this. As always. As you always. Are. I'm choosing tails. Yes. I choose tails. The way you came in. I did choose heads once, but I'm not going to do that yeah. this time. Oh, this time? It is heads, and luckily, since we're video recording, you can see there's proof. Yeah. This is okay. our unemployment package right here. We get to keep the penny. Oh, we do? Somehow we'll have to split it That's up. not what I last heard. Oh, well. I thought that had to be returned with our with our uh, name tags. Uh, when did he last? Uh, he contacted me about it um, around the time he canceled Yahoo. I mean, unwanted answers. Maybe updated since then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got 10 pages. You read the first question yes one of the last yes here we go 
Question number one. Is it weird to shower with your eyes closed? I shower with my eyes closed the whole time. Yes, sometimes I slip and fall or push over bottles of soap sometimes, but keeping my eyes closed seems better. My brother keeps calling me weird, but I think it's natural. Is it normal? <laughs> um, so, in the shower, you you just want total darkness. It doesn't matter if you fumble around. Yeah, I say it's not normal, but I'm trying to decide if that's weird or bad. I think he's preparing. Uh huh. This dude is preparing for the future. He's not like us, where we're only caring about the now. He's thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this dude has had the misfortune. Every time he bathes, since he's been a baby, of getting shampoo in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, however old he is, whether he's 20 or 60, eventually enough is enough. And he knows. I keep getting this crap in my eye, especially if it's Johnson & Johnson, because God knows what they do, because they've had a lot of issues lately. <laughs> If I get this in my eye, there's a chance I will be blind. So, why not both protect my eyes and prepare for that eventuality? Because, you know what? Mom always gave me Johnson & Johnson. I'm going to keep using Johnson & Johnson. I don't (laughs) care if it blinds me because I'm a brand man. I love my brands. That's true, yeah. By the way, I just learned that Johnson Johnson was the the vaccine was the same Johnson and Johnson as the shampoo company. And oh yes, I did not realize that the vaccine that I got uh, was the shampoo company. Oh yes. Um. So, I mean, I guess that's fine. I don't know how to feel about that, but. <laughs> It's fine now that they put back yeah. in the marketplace. Before it was like, oh dear God. Yeah. And I know because I also had Johnson and Johnson. Oh, you did. And I always question why do I trust this company? Because my God, from the burning shampoo to the the powder that causes cancer, I don't <laughs> know why we keep trusting Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Which I could say because they will they haven't been and they never will be a sponsor of this show. But, yeah, I think I feel I always feel I feel weird criticizing because I want people to get vaccinated, even if it's Johnson and Johnson. Yes. Part of me. Look, I know we're we're going off a tangent here, but we're starting to get back to normal. And I know screw that. it last day. I what? I said screw it last day. Yeah, last day. Who I cares? know we're starting to get back to Senioritis. normal. And, you know, they're saying you can go out without masks and everything. But part of me is like. Everything with Johnson and Johnson. Do we know that it really works, or is this just a placebo? <laughs> where mentally you're like, I'll be fine. Yeah. But if now if it was Pfizer, I trust it. Johnson and Johnson, I've been ever since they started taking it off the market. <laughs> days after I got my shot, that's the important thing of the story. I got mine. Two days later, they take yeah. it off the market for blood mine was clotting. Very close to. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know how much I trust this thing. It was an enormously small amount, and it was immediately taken off the market. But I think the yeah, the larger question is whether 
a corporation that makes like I don't know baby shampoos and stuff, powders uh, that kill people. You always make, see lawsuits yeah, for. <laughs> yeah, it's one of our many non-sponsors. Yes. and this is exactly why Paul wants us off the air. We keep angering these companies. Yeah, what else do they make? Including what uh, we 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 angered other companies too. Like this is a problem with us. Cracker Barrel. Oh yes. I talked Taco Bob's. This is all. This has been a problem. We were just like disparaging companies, and Paul isn't about that. They make Tylenol, Band Aid. They're keeping themselves in business with the Band Aid brand. Oh my they god! Have, what the? They seriously own all these brands. Wow. Neutrogena. Well, oh, what have they done? <laughs> oh my god! I don't. <laughs> Every I. Tylenol, that's another thing to be concerned about. Two recalls. It gets recalled a lot. I go standard. The, I'm a standard generic uh, ibuprofen guy. I don't do Tylenol. I don't do, what is it, Motrin. <laughs> Advil once or twice. I'll hit an Advil every once in a while. Can I also bring something up since we're talking about Tylenol? I'm, I'm, we'll get to this dude showering in a second, but yeah. When we were younger, I remember the first time I'd ever seen a Tylenol commercial. It was the red and yellow capsule, and ever since then, I've honestly thought, man, that looks like a good piece of candy. And I just <laughs> I keep thinking about this, like if they don't want people. I mean, thank God for those child caps, but. They look like the drugs you're not supposed to, they look like candy. Yeah. It's like s- strawberry lemonade or something. Exactly, or cherry lemon. <laughs> just something. It's just like I know. man. I mean a lot of a lot of drugs are candy. Like they're a lot of they're a lot of them are cherry flavored. I straight up just like I I sometimes get heartburn and then I get excited that I get to eat Tums. Oh yes. They're, like, they're candy. Even like <laughs> other stuff, like Windex, it's blue. It looks so fun. But yeah. it's poison. It's just, yeah. If they don't want you to have it, they should make it some disgusting color, like orange, brown, I, yellow, just I thrown together. Like, I almost feel like blue was supposed to be the unappetizing color, but then the problem was they invented blue raspberry. Oh yes. So now everyone thinks that blue is an appetizing color, but really, in reality, how many foods are blue? I guess blueberries, kind of. That's it. They they hit. They <laughs> own the blue color. Yeah, and blueberries are like. Not that blue. Yes. Ah, drugs. The pharmacist candy. That's what I like to think of them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> See, this That's, is why we should have been this canceled is dangerous. long ago. This is why I know. <laughs> this is a dangerous show. <laughs> this isn't okay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's the, bad to get shampoo in your eyes. You can close your eyes the whole time, I guess. I mean, You could also wait until the soap gets out like i like i do but I you close never my eyes know. the whole time i'm doing this like oh yes but you could spend like a long time get trying to rip it out of your hair but then you never know when when you're still in there during the foul rinse you could still get it in your eye i think the dude is like you know what I love Johnson and Johnson, despite all the horribleness that's happened with this company <laughs> from 1982 to present. But I'm gonna keep going with it because, darn it, it smells nice and it makes me smell nice as well. 
I love that shampoo smell. I'm gonna keep using it till the day they put me in the ground. He's a he's a dedicated Johnson Johnson loyalist. Yes, you he know. he doesn't understand why there aren't Johnson Johnson conventions yeah. where you can go get bags. And there's like panels of like the pharmacists. It's it's really funny to think about like um like how, there are a lot of brands that people like almost proudly are into like people will wear like Taco Bell merch. Yes, or like Disney or something yes. where you can be really into Disney. Uh, but I'm imagining someone being really into Johnson and Johnson, the pharmaceutical company, to the point where they're wearing merch. Oh yes, like there's like a little Johnson and Johnson convention. He's going around with his bags, his hat, yeah. his T-shirt. John Con. Oh yes, John Con and Johnson. Oh yes, and maybe he goes to like one of the little panels when they're talking about their new. Like um, okay. Now we'll go. Uh, we're going to ask the audience for some questions. He's like one of five people there. He's the only one at the microphone to ask the people at Johnson Johnson questions. Now, um, when you decided to make Tylenol red and yellow. What was the decision behind that? Because I have a lot of fan theories online, okay, about what is it supposed to be? Is it supposed to be like the colors of the sun? Because the sun powers us up? Is that what it's <laughs> supposed to be? That's what That's what I think. Sir, can you please sit down? We don't want to talk to you anymore. You will be <laughs> escorted out of the premises. No, no, I've got tons of questions right here for the good people at Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually gonna go to the convention cosplaying as Robert Wood Johnson. Uh, did we come to this the this guy's answer? I just think I think we're actually just kind of in support of him that he he can go ahead and close his eyes. Yes, a lot of. I mean, there are a lot of shower deaths to think about, so falling down in the shower would maybe be bad. But um, there would be a little bit of comfort. Is if in his last moments he turns his neck and he sees a bottle of Johnson and Johnson shampoo coming towards yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And he'll look over and say, broken. We did it, guys. We did it. Life well <laughs> we lived. I can go out. I'm at peace. Maybe at like his funeral. Like like the family members they come, they walk to the casket, they drop like little shampoos of Johnson and Johnson they stole from the hotel bathroom because that's what he would have wanted. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Pour one out for for the guy and they squeeze out some <laughs> like, conditioner onto his, the ground. His crazy uncle will be like, You know, I spent a whole day in line waiting for this Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine, but you need it now more than I do, sweet nephew. Take it <laughs> as you go among the stars. Shoot it into the dirt. Oh, yes. <laughs> the worst thing is if that's the thing that brings him back and he realizes he's been buried alive. Yeah, that'll jolt you awake. It's like Frankenstein, but instead of electricity, it's uh, J&J. J&J. Wake up in the casket. <gasps> what? I've been buried alive, but wait. <laughs> I have all I need right here. My Johnson & Johnson shampoo and Tylenol. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, we're, I mean, 
We do. Okay, we do. I do have one more uh, maybe solution, and, and we do have to milk this because this is all we have. Yes. Um. Maybe get. If you're worried about falling over in the shower, uh, and you want to close your eyes the entire time you take a shower, you could get like a claustrophobically small shower that's your height and width. Oh yes, no so need for that. So then you tub can crap. just kind of, you can kind of go into it like a coffin that you stand up right in. You uh, turn on the shower and you're just kind of immersed in water, and then you can be closing your eyes the whole time. And just kind of shake off all the soap and uh, and water. You don't have to. And that way, if you f- you can't fall over if you're in an upright coffin. <laughs> oh yes. Do you think that that's important too? It's like some vampires love blood. This dude, Johnson and Johnson. Yes. Do you think maybe he was one of those dudes in gym class? <laughs> During the swim days, like people are going and swimming in the pool. He goes with a Johnson and Johnson shampoo, and the coach yells, Maybe his name was Johnson. Johnson! Get that! Get that crap out yeah. of the pool! We got to clean yeah. it all over again! But coach is my Johnson Johnson! I love it so much! Get that crap out of the pool! What the hell are you thinking, fucking black poison in the pool? <laughs> you, you brought a chemical weapon into the pool. <laughs> it's like turning people's hair green and everything. So is it normal? No. But if you are that devoted to Johnson & Johnson, you keep doing it because, as we know, you get enough of that Johnson Johnson shampoo in your eyes, there's a good chance you'll be blind by it. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's good. Yes. Shall we move on to your question? Yes. Uh, and as I mentioned before, um, I mean, I'm down to the... This is it. Down to the dirt. Uh, so here are some questions that have been sitting in here since the beginning of this podcast, just kind of as I kept a stock. Going back four never years quite, now. Yeah, never quite choosing these ones because they were kind of funny to read but then it was like not funny to really expand upon to, is there really much to answer here do you think humans will ever walk on the sun i was just thinking and thought how crazy it is that a person walked on the moon and mars not true i was just Maybe wondering if you think <laughs> yeah i was just thinking i was just wondering if you think s person it's supposed to be, if you think a person will ever be able to walk on the sun too, I know it's really hot, but I'm thinking if you go in the winter when the sun is like 30 degrees, I bet they could do it. <laughs> well, that right there <laughs> is a big goal. To be yeah, able I know to we're talking about big innovations. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, th- this podcast is one of those big innovations yes, of I- history. This would be another one. I mean, look, anyone, oh, real quick. Is it true that they're talking about adding a 51st state? I mean, I feel like that's been talked about hypothetically for a long time because there's a lot of territories that... Wasn't there uh, talk about having Washington, D.C. be a separate state? Like, yeah, that, that's been in talks before, but I don't know how... Oh, I thought I saw people talking about oh, it. Oh, I see. Um, I do see that there is some legislation passed to try and make it happen recently, so that is more than nothing. All right, 
two things to bring up. One, if it were to happen, I want an apology from every geography teacher we ever had who made us feel like idiots whenever we suggest the mere suggestion yeah. or hint yeah. that Washington, D.C. was a state. I'm talking yeah. all the way elementary, yeah. middle school, high school. I want like <laughs> full apologies with tears saying, I am yeah. sorry. You were right. I was wrong. Yeah. I filled your head with garbage. I was- <laughs> you clearly were right. Yeah, that's a really good point because um, often in learning like geography of the U.S., uh, I just kids would collectively be like, "Okay, so Washington, it's not in Virginia, <laughs> and it's not in I forget the other South North Carolina. What other state is it touching? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I guess maybe we it, owe an apology yeah. to our geography teachers. No, I'm still hey, no. Well, no sorry. I'm, <laughs> No, who not deserves the apology? Us for kind of forgetting or them for not sticking it to our minds? I guess it's a well, little bit that, of like we, we owe each other It was apologies. too confusing to remember because we had to remember it wasn't part of that. It was its own yes. thing. And then we'd be like, so it's, but uh, but it's uh And it's there's also a Washington State. That really screws you too. Yeah. Literally so confusing. And then... All along, uh, and they didn't even think to mention, like, I mean, it, it, they didn't even think to mention that, like, maybe it just should have been a state. Maybe we're yes. idiots for even, like, suggesting that this is just normal. Dude, this, this is just a little just town, weird... no state, it's cool. Yeah. And the other thing is, I know we mentioned it before, so that's why I wanted to make sure I brought it up. You know, 50 is a nice number, a nice full number. If we were to add a 51st state, doesn't that sound a little weird? Like 51 states. I want to bring up. Let's separate the states. Cut each of them in half. Let's get 100. That's a good point. I was going to say just go straight to 55 because we have some other territories. Just make them states. Go to 55. That's a good number. But 100. 100. Now we're talking. Yes. Sorry, but we don't need. I mean, I don't know if it, they don't have internet up there. I don't think we need the UP as part of Michigan. Right? No, why? Why are <laughs> they not a separate state? Yeah, we're separated by water, and yet yeah, we are literally... still considered the same state. That's two right there. Yeah, easy. I mean, think about Most, like tons of them are easy to separate. Like you could have fifty-one states, which is you know I guess that's a nice number, but a hundred. Oh, like, there you go. Now, we apologize to all the future geography students who now have to learn double of everything we forgot. But, <laughs> in the end, like, a hundred, triple digit. That's fine, though. No, that's fine, though. I think that I think that sounds like a, an amazing idea. I mean, I uh, some other things come to mind, too. Like, both Florida and Oklahoma have these, like, weird panhandles. Oh, yes. That seems weird. Cut those off. Yes. Make some thin states some flat looking states it could work um yeah mm-hmm. texas also has like the it's so the big too why not the box you could yeah. easily cut that into four <clears throat> mm-hmm. it can work yeah mm-hmm. my one request is that i'd like michigan to stay a mitten but if we have to we could always lose the thumb yeah you'd have to explain still that it's a mitten yes 
but the, it's just someone maybe with it's four like fingers. Four the finger hand man. is Misha, the thumb is Gan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creative. Oh yes. Um. Yeah, good stuff. Yes. Um, what was that question? Oh yeah, walking onto the sun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would it be easier to just walk to go there in the winter when it's like uh, thirty degrees? Well. Could it be? I, I'd say yes. If not for, like, just the sun itself, for the astronauts who want to walk on it. I mean, the wintertime, everyone's freezing. You're complaining about the snow. This would make it so that you go in the winter, it's more of a vacation than just a voyage into space. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, we went to the moon. I guess that's fine. You could go to other planets, right? Like Mars, apparently. Matt Damon did it, so anyone could really do it. Mm-hmm. Let me know when Ben mm-hmm. Affleck gets to Mars. You know, Batman himself. Yeah. But to go, I would like, like those are that. planets. This, th- that's a star right there. You yeah. can't get bigger I'll, than the sun. You know, and you know what? If you, that, that's such a big that you'd get a gold star. Oh, You exactly. go to a star, you get a gold star. And like if the if the American education system failed us so badly with geography, um, they have also failed us with uh, science and astrology. Yes, uh, astronomy. Uh, which one? I don't know. They failed with uh, linguistics. They failed us. Oh, exactly. Um, Maybe they shouldn't have wasted but, so much time teaching us cursive. Yeah, they should because uh, that's we're gonna go to the sun now. Exactly. We're gonna go to the sun because of the winter at thirty degrees. We're gonna go. To- it's so. a nice little vacation. Take your families with you as you go to the sun. Maybe they'll convince Disney to build a park up there. <laughs> I was just thinking they could put it like um, all like the flops there, all the like the bad Disney movies. Whether you're talking about Treasure Planet or Atlantis or um, the Black Cauldron, all the bad ones could be at the Disneyland in the sun, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Like, you could have Mickey Mouse say, yeah. Oh, you thought that Disneyland was a living hell before. You have no idea what you're in for. Yeah. Because it's so hot. What if, I mean, here's another. Uh, um, If we just, if if Disney bought out the sun, they could just turn the whole sun into the Epcot ball. Oh, they could. Or they could try to, like, split it up into three. Two little ones on top, one big one on the bottom. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, it depends on how they, I mean, they could make it a Death Star. Oh, Um, yes. Every time, that's how, like, the (laughs) Earth wakes up to the morning. It's like, um, 7 a.m. as the sun comes in here. Dun, 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 dun. We're in a good mood. We're telling people to go for your dreams. Yes. Close your eyes in the shower. Go to the sun. Yes. It will be awesome. And make sure to stare directly at it cannot hurt you you will be fine. do you ever think maybe there was like ever in human history there was like some like dictator or whatever some evil genius who wanted just to destroy the sun and went on his little spaceship with like a fire hydrant in the hopes that he could take out the sun and as he gets there and it gets hotter and hotter he sees on the fire extinguisher danger flammable and he's like oh crap Kaboom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
evil people are stupid, so <laughs> yes. they probably would do something like that. <laughs> They're so impulsive, too. They won't think yeah. about their evil plan. They'll just go for it right away. Yeah, I know. Evil people are so dumb. Yes. I swear. Uh, well, I'm kind of uh, lost and depressed now. What do we do after this? Yes. Do we go to another question? I suppose so. I would love that. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Guy scratched my car and didn't say anything. Can I do something? All right, get ready, because this one's a bit of a long doozy. <laughs> I go to gym five days a week, and I park in the same parking spot. My car is white. A red car always parks next to me. It's the same red car because they have a bumper sticker on the back that I always look at when I get back from the gym. I don't know who owns the car, but we go to the gym around the same time each day. I noticed getting back from the gym one day that I had red paint on the side of my car where the guys parked and noticed that his red car behind, beside me had white paint on it. I'm pretty sure he hit me because after that, they stopped parking next to me. I asked the gym if there was a way they could look at the cameras and see if they ran into my car, but they said it's above them and they really have no reason to look at the footage. I don't have proof that they hit my car, but I think it's a coincidence that they have white scratches on their car and I have a red on mine. Could I do potential... Oh, so that's a typo. Could I potentially do something? If so, what? Wow. As you were reading that, I had a weird deja vu because I had a red car and I remember having a white paint scratch on it at one point that I was like, <laughs> are they writing about me? And then I realized I would have never been parked at the gym. <laughs> like, all right, that clears me from suspicion. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I have, have to go on the run like gym. Paul. Never been at it, and never been at one in my life. And why start now? That is a big coincidence. It's yes. hard to overlook. Isn't it kind of a racing stripe? Should you thank them? <laughs> Maybe he's like a failed artist who was like, I shall make sure that I paint on every car I see. See right here, racing stripe. It'll make your car go faster. Yeah, I think that was actually yeah that guy that guy that guy was completely removed from the situation. He just saw two cars and thought that one needs a red stripe. That one needs a white stripe. Art. <laughs> Art. It is beautiful. Look at it. It says so much about society. See, it's rustic. He, like he looks at it, says, and the guy's like, "What are you talking about? No, you see right there at the start of the line, right there, the big bang." Right there. I captured it right in that little spot. It's like, well, what are you talking about? That smudge right there? Look, I'll just take a watch. No, 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 no. Don't destroy my art. It's beautiful. Look at things more artistically. Yes, if a anything. A little more right-brained. You should thank him and paint stripes on the artist's car. Yeah. How it's awkward. It's like people want things to be so perfect all the time. Yeah. Like when, like when things are made of wood, people are upset that the grain of wood isn't just so. And it's like, you know, it's nature. Like yes. red paint being on your car. Yes. How? What if, um, like, the dude went and painted a stripe on the artist's car. He goes, knocks on the artist's door. Hey, 
I wanted to repay you the favor. Oh, thank you, sir, but no. Just having my art driven around town is good enough. And he says, no, no, I want to show you my what I did to your car. Dude walks out. He's He basically just put a stripe on the artist's car. Artist falls to his knees, takes his brush, hands them to the other guy and says, I have failed. You are clearly the better artist than I. Take them. I shall never be as great an artist as thee. It's like, what? We, we did the same thing. No. This is a masterpiece. I will never be on your level of artist. He's like, okay, dude. The best artistry is what just looks just slightly on it. Just just to unintentional. Yes. It's- yeah, the, the best artists are the ones who don't even try. They don't even want to be artists. The ones yeah. that suck the most are the ones who wear scarves in the summer. The little yeah. hats that don't have... Uh-huh. Yes. The little mustaches. Yeah. Those are the ones who say they are artists. Those are the ones who make the worst type of art. But, I mean, this guy, this guy, though, he's a true artist because he wakes up in the morning and he makes eggs. And uh, he scrapes it off the bottom of the pan and it's like, there's like this nasty, like, uh, crust of burnt egg egg at the bottom. And he, he admires it and he hangs it up on the wall and he calls that art. That's like his Valentine's Day card. No, that's his Mother's yeah. Day card. <laughs> yeah. He um he he makes it into little letters and it says to mother from your baby chick or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, What is this made of? And he says, A baby chick mother, it's symbolic and literal at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a little less uncomfortable than the time he shaped out I love you with um uh crusty milk and said I'm your little cat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like um he wants to take her to like dinner and he like finds like old pieces of steak and he says let's <laughs> he writes like let's go to Outback and she's just disgusted by it and he goes mother what's the problem I give you a car with a dead body in it I don't understand what the issue is I did not slaughter this cow myself I bought this from the store the, the, the best part of his art is that when mother throws it out when he leaves like a bunch of raccoons and everything just attack her garbage it's like a nightclub in there because they are so excited about what he made yeah. for mother's day yeah yeah, he he loves he just he loves working with his hands with organic material, and it happens that organic material sometimes uh, to him is um, moldy food and animal flesh, for oh, lack yes. of a better term. So, yeah, it's better that he's an artist <laughs> than uh, what he called himself the recyclable cook. He tried that, didn't work yeah. out. He became yeah. the artist. Yeah, he was a freaking cook. He just kind of cooked with trash. Unfortunately, that's that's the great thing about his art is that over time it deteriorates. So you really have to enjoy it while it's here, because then it's gone. That's the beautiful thing about organic art. I mean, it it kind of teaches you about the temporariness of 
the human experience. Yes, really even like the had. racing stripe, or as he called it, the timeline of humanity, starting from the Big Bang to when the sun eventually blots out or goes out. Yes. It's there, but it will disappear if it rains and the car's outside. What a beautiful metaphor for our entire podcast in this episode yes since the beginning of time to when the sun is blotted out yes the sun we just answered about the racing stripe on the car and it gets washed away and you close your eyes in the shower as it washes away oh yes the sun gets blocked out and there's a chance you could fall and die in the shower it's temporary. Yes. Just like us all when yes. we die, but more importantly, this podcast on Wanted Answers, which was founded on answering questions from around the internet, particularly yes. Yahoo Answers. All things must come to an end. That's what happened to Yahoo Answers, and now, alas, has come for Unwanted Answers. I mean, we're kind of deep into the last episode of our show have we heard anything anything come in from paul i haven't seen anything i haven't looked over my shoulder in a while speaking of paul you know yeah last year we did our special 25th episode when we were like man Mm -hmm. what we do when we get to 100 well that won't happen now will it but yeah shame we did you know, just for a little treat for Paul, because he really was the unsung hero of this show. So we figured, you know what? Let's give a little tribute to Paul and have someone investigate him. So we had sure love that. that crew that investigated Paul go out there and investigate him again. So I guess real quick, let's go to their report on what they found out about the best producer we've ever had, the only one we've ever had, but producer Paul. In a previous investigation, we looked at the mystery behind Unwanted Answers producer Paul. Although appearing to simply be a man who kept to himself, we learned from an anonymous source that he believes Paul was his co-worker at Yahoo Answers. During his time at Yahoo, Paul had the same work habits and was shrouded in mystery. After nearly a year, we decided to do a follow-up investigation on producer Paul. The only person willing to talk to us was that same anonymous co-worker. As you may remember, the only clue I had of Paul was the doctored photo that removed him from the company picnic in 2009. As the co-worker asked fellow Yahoo Answers employees about Paul, he was continually met with rejection. They all told me not to pull on this string or my world would unravel. I asked what they meant and they pulled a loose string on my new sweater and completely ruined it. I meant what did they know about Paul, not what the stupid expression meant. Not one of them ever bothered to pay for a new one. As hope in finding any new information on Paul continued to fade, One new piece of information became a game changer. I was looking at the files of people who had been employed at Yahoo Answers in 2009. One of the people I found was a man named Herbert Parcell who retired that very year. Did Herbert Parcell have any information on Paul? Whatever secrets he did have, he took to his grave. 
Herbert died of a heart attack in 2013. However, I was able to set up an interview with his widow, Gertrude. A few days later, the co-worker traveled to the widow's house. He brought a recorder with him so that he could save their conversation. Mrs. Parso. Oh, please, call me Gertrude. Gertrude, did you accompany your husband to the 2009 Yahoo Answers Company picnic? Of course. Herbert always hated those things, so I would go to make sure he had fun. Of course, when they hired that pretty new secretary, I made sure he wouldn't have too much fun. What do you remember the day of the picnic? I remember that we were late that day because we had to pick up one of Herbert's co-workers who was having car trouble. What was his name again? Peter? No, no, it was Paul. For the first time in the co-worker's search, he finally found someone who confirmed that they actually met producer Paul. What do you remember about Paul? Not much, really. Herbert didn't really know Paul since they were never in the office at the same time. He just sat silently in the back seat. I asked him how his day was going, and he told me that it was none of my business. Now having confirmation, the co-worker hoped that he would get the one piece of evidence to finally reveal who Paul is. After asking Mrs. Parcell for her copy of the company picnic photo, the co-worker was disappointed to find that her copy had been doctored too. That was a real blow to my spirit. But then things took an interesting turn. She was going through the photos she took at the picnic and pulled one out. Here's one I took of me, Herbert, and Paul in front of the car. After nearly a year of searching, the co-worker finally had an image of Paul. She told me that Paul was reluctant to take the photo with her, but agreed after she insisted that this was his way to pay the couple back for the ride. Leaving Mrs. Parcell's house with the photograph of Paul, the co-worker went straight to his office at Yahoo Answers. He had something poetic in mind. I figured that I would post the pitch on Yahoo Answers and see if anyone knew where Paul was. A few seconds after posting the image, one Yahoo Answer user posted that they had seen a person who looked like Paul in their neighborhood, and gave an address. However, there soon came a sinister turn. About two minutes after posting the image, I got a phone call from someone with the deep smoker's voice, saying that I had really done it now. Suddenly, a 10 second countdown began, saying that it would destroy Yahoo Answers forever. For revealing his face to the world, producer Paul destroyed Unwanted Answer's most valuable asset. I was terrified for Mrs. Parso and quickly went to her house. By the time I got there, she was gone. At that time of night, Mrs. Parcell's neighbors had different stories of what they saw. Some say they saw the coroner leave with a body. Others say they saw what looked like workers from the sweepstakes Mrs. Parcell always entered, telling her that she had won that lifelong vacation she'd always hoped for. Whatever it was, Mrs. Parcell disappeared and has not been seen since. And she's not the only one who hasn't been seen. In the worry over Mrs. Parcell's safety, I must have forgotten the image from the picnic in my office. I looked all over when I returned and the photograph was gone. Knowing that he had to solve the mystery, 
The co-worker went to the address he received from Yahoo Answers. Our crew went with him and captured these sounds. Apartment 12, it should be right up there. Is that apartment 12? That's Paul! Paul, stop! He's headed to the parking lot! Paul! Never before had anyone come so close to seeing Paul in person. We tried to reach out to the co-worker after the sighting, but were unable to reach him. With unwanted answers coming to an end, one is left wondering if this will be a thread left dangling forever. Perhaps it's best that way. All right. Oh, um, really gets you, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I'm a little afraid of when Paul hears that. I know, but I don't think he ever really listened to this show. He would have it in the background, but he wouldn't really pay attention. Unless we mentioned his yeah. name, then he would get upset. Yeah, I, I gather that it just kind of fueled his anger. <clears throat> like, it just kind of... <clears throat> It uh, stoked this just sitting rage that was within him all the time, and it just kind of kept that going. That was what oh, kept yes. his blood flowing, uh, because it enraged him, hearing our voices, uh, knowing that anyone else could be better at hosting, knowing that we were straining his bank account, that we had a penny that he saw as rightfully his. And that anger... It's still going on, but the question, you know, is will he be listening enough when that segment comes on to pick up on what happened? Oh, yes. All right, so I believe you have one question left. And this okay. Is, uh, that that uh, this really is, says something, doesn't it? Like, this is, this is it. Like, you have, this well, is your last one to ask. Unless I send you that document over, but... I read the better of the two just a second ago, so this is not... So, the best thing in life is to lower your expectations. Okay. Um... Here we go. You're worrying me a little bit. Like, it's gonna have farts and shit. I mean, oh. <laughs> and, like, Paul, I mean, I mean, Huck I mean that's so okay. Hey, wait, man, we yeah. finally get into my kind of humor, man. It's the best time to do it. Oh, wait. It doesn't have that, but it does have... Uh, explosions oh huck loves those and it's in the science and mathematics physics section of yahoo answers i know because there's another it's another screenshot um oh my of the now deceased site yes r.i.p if i'm cooking and i cut a tomato is there a chance that the knife would split an atom while it slices the tomato and make an explosion well of course the answer is always yes but how does it get to that point? Yeah, um, I feel like you'd have to have a really razor-thin knife. Just absolutely. And maybe you pour gasoline on it, and you gotta mm-hmm. go really fast. Kind of like how, mm-hmm. like, striking a match on something. You really gotta strike that atom with that gasoline-fueled knife. Yeah, th- that's true. And I also think there's something about force. Again, uh, the education system failed us. I don't know yes. about science, but I think you'd have to go at it with a certain amount of force. Fast um, and so much pressure. Yeah. Just like, you really have to hate that atom so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like a 
If you remember back back in the day, Chuck Norris jokes. There's one of those in here. <laughs> Aren't you glad those are not a thing anymore? Oh yes, um, that was a bad time in life. Just kind of someone who has enough force to split an atom with just a knife and a tomato. Probably should use them with both hands. Both hands on the yeah. knife. I feel like this this is also you like a full good Jedi um, on it. Yeah. Like if you're on a weird uh, internet rabbit hole and you see like one of those sidebar like articles that are trying to get you to click on and it says like uh he, here's something you can make incredibly cheap with just a tomato, a knife, and a little bit of elbow grease. Oh yes. And then you get to the bottom of the article and it is uh uh, destruction, uh, annihilation, really. Why would he want that? Maybe because he's kind of tomato, right? Yeah, tomato. Maybe because anytime someone he has something with a tomato, he's sick of it always being cold. <coughs> and like, this is the way. Like, you really want to burn tomato? You use that n- nearly firepower. To cut it up, yeah. the atomic explosion, mm-hmm. I mean, it not only adds flavor, it cooks it just right. It's not yet a pile of ash, but it's so close that one touch, and it will disintegrate. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a sun-dried tomato. Oh, yes. Actually, if we forget the explosion and just send tomatoes on the trip to landing on the sun... Yes. Sun-dried tomatoes. Oh, yes. The like, next <laughs> Tomato versions of, of raisins. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's basically what sun-dried tomatoes are. The worst fruit. So, of course, you should choose that instead of a grape. Maybe that's really why this question was chosen all that time ago to begin with, is yes, to bring it all home to uh, start a sun-dried tomato business. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want a dried-out tomato? Especially if you're like a Fozzie Bear and you don't want them throwing those tomatoes because it gets in your fur and everything. You can tell your horrible (laughs) jokes and go waka waka and he no longer has to worry about the big tomatoes. Just sun dried, just a little thing. Easily pick up by the janitor. Is it is it crazy? Should we go in on a food dehydrator? Is that our next business venture? I think that I think that's what's going to keep comment section going a little bit. Is food yeah. dehydrator? It's we going might have to, be to spend great. the penny. But if we get a food dehydrator and some tomatoes, we'll have a little garden. Oh yes, what else could you do? You can't really do that with a carrot, could you? Well, you, you can dehydrate anything yeah, that has water. Yeah, just throw everything in, in there and let's see what happens. Yeah, I think there's something out there that is the next raisin. Yes. A.K.A. something that people sometimes tolerate. Oh, yes. I hate that I said that because I'm a Raisin Defender, actually, but we'll move past that. I do really hate tomatoes, though. So. Oh, yes. They're not, unlike when people lied to us for years and said they were a vegetable, they are fruit. Yeah, botanically wise, yes, they are, and they would. That kind of makes them. If a sun-dried tomato kind of is just like a raisin, then uh, since it's a dried fruit. Do you know what the, that just reminded me of? <laughs> oh man, I remember one time 
having to go to something during college like some type of like presentation thing i don't know why i think it was for extra credit or whatever but they had this speaker there and i was just thinking this is the most first world problem i could think of it's a person (laughs) talking about how like you know when i found out pluto wasn't a planet i'm upset i won't lie (laughs) i'm still a bit upset about it like it was a planet for me all these years and now they're telling me it wasn't like i felt like a piece of my soul died i'm like what is this is this is this why are we wasting our time with this crap i this may be the first time i've ever related to someone i feel like i'm typically so alone in the fact that i don't care that pluto isn't the planet anymore (laughs) and everyone is so sad by it everyone's so upset like they care about pluto's feelings and i'm just like it doesn't even matter. It's who cares? <laughs> Have you ever gone to Pluto? No, it doesn't change Pluto. It, like it literally hasn't changed except for on Wikipedia. It no longer says planet. Yeah, and it was already kind. It was already kind of like the Washington D.C. of of things anyway, yes. wasn't it? I mean, it, isn't it supposed to be the smallest? Sta- well, Pluto's yeah, the smallest. Well, here's my argument to why I think it's fine that it's not a planet. It is uh, really just a kind of big chunk of ice in the, I think it's the Kipper Belt, which is like a belt of objects orbiting the sun that is further out than the asteroid belt. So this belt, I think, is like tons of chunks of ice or something. And one of them is Pluto. So Pluto is just ice? Uh, I don't want to... Don't don't count me on that, but it's <laughs> definitely, like, in the in the Quipper belt. Uh, and I don't even think Pluto is the biggest object in that belt. Well, like, there's another... I think it's, like, Ios or something. There's, like, another dwarf planet that's bigger than Pluto out there. But we don't call that a planet. No. No one's upset about that. No. I actually want to look up what that is again, because I'm actually uh, angry for that. Pluto Whoa. isn't uh, a planet, and I'm glad it's not a planet. Oh, it's Eris. E- oh, wait. E-R-I-S is the one I'm thinking of. Oh, wow. That is a, quite the picture oh, on Wikipedia. The <laughs> second largest known dwarf planet. Then I wonder if, the lar- wonder if Pluto is larger. It says it's the most massive. Oh, interesting. Most massive and second largest. Yeah, I mean, where is... I, I, even... Either way, I don't... Where are the people defending Eris? Exactly. <laughs> Everything going on in the world, get over Pluto not being a planet. <laughs> I know. That's one less yeah. planet you have to memorize in science class. Yeah. It's, why are you nostalgic over a weird, technically wrong science fact... I don't know. Just because Mickey Mouse's dog is named after it. Like, I mean... Oh, yes. <sighs> He's like a... Gosh, Pluto! You mean nothing to me now that you're not a planet! Get out! Get out right now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He go, Mickey goes to the pet stop, pet store, and he's like, Here you go! I've got a new dog, Pluto! This one's name is Saturn, and he comes with a little <laughs> dog thing around his 
what are those things that dog you know the little cone things uh yeah the the like cone of shame thing yeah I he's got called, it but... around his neck just like the planet that's right pluto <laughs> yeah, that's planet you're nothing pluto yeah. nothing no one's no one's ever gonna argue that saturn isn't a planet it's got rings and everything it's the classiest of all planets look at this this is venus it has an atmosphere <laughs> you don't have an atmosphere <laughs> you're just he's like Mickey's like you're not a planet you're just you're just a stupid dog <laughs> Pluto can only take so much abuse from Mickey <laughs> Koopy's like gorge I know how you feel Pluto um, there's never gonna be a planet named Koopy yuck of all the controversial things we've said on this podcast, the one that will definitely make this show dead forever is going to be Pluto. Yes. Uh, and the reason is because for some reason, people are sentimental over Pluto. We've insulted their friend. Yes. I'd say I apologize, but I wouldn't really mean it. Yeah, that would be that would be insincere, and honestly, it's our last day, and we don't need to... We don't need to do that kind of emotional labor for other people. We should just be ourselves. Oh, exactly. And go out with a bang. A big bang, really. Um, like in the beginning of that stripe on the dude's car. Exactly. And the way it ended, which is the, the sun burning out. Yes. And it's all over. I think we got to that question, so... It feels weird, but, I mean, that's all we got. Should we, real quick, have our characters, our friends, really, yeah, come up and say them. goodbye, share the most vivid memories of Yahoo Answers? So, Huck, what is your most beloved memory of... I say beloved a lot because we don't have Dear Abby today. <laughs> but, Huck, what is your most beloved memory of Yahoo Answers. Hey, man, the best memory I have of Yahoo Answers. Man, I was looking up some recipes to give you diarrhea. Hey, was that fun, man? The best kind of fun is one that you have on a toilet. Hey, you know what? I said to myself, I says, Huck, you ever finally get that dinner with Adam Sandler? He was going to make something from that recipe. You know why? Because the best kind of thing would be to go in a public bathroom and have a conversation with Adam Sandler as you're both sitting in the stalls. Hey, he doesn't seem upset. He's like, you know what? It is what it is. I don't know why we even bothered contacting or getting an opinion on this next one. I have a feeling it's going to be a little lackluster, but I mean, here we go. The best thing that ever happened to Unwanted Answers is the moment I got to saw its demise. I've been working to see this day come since the very first second you spoke the name of the show and then you changed the name. And I haven't forgiven you since. Good riddance.
Let's talk to another friend of ours, Numbers Guy. Yeah, he's great. He, That's right. He had the honor of opening one of our 25th anniversary special. It is So Numbers Guy, <laughs> even though Huck screwed up, he accidentally talked about what was his oh, favorite yeah, memory yeah, of yeah. Yahoo answers, not unwanted answers. <laughs> so we may have to round back to him real quick. But Numbers Guy, what is your favorite memory of unwanted answers? Oh, my favorite memory. Is easily whenever I saw that there was a new episode, every time there was a new one, the episode number went up and up and up. Oh, the shivers I felt when you got to double digits. Ooh, I still remember that day. Oh, and when there was 25, and I got to do my special tribute to one of the most glorious numbers of all. Ooh, that was wonderful. And now you're ending with number... 32. What number is this episode? 32. How 32. does 32... Does 32 sound... Is that good? Is that a good number oh, to you? It's glorious because 3 and 2 look kind of similar, but yet there's a slight difference. Yeah, I guess. Keeps it spicy. That's what I like. Okay. Um, I mean, does it upset you that we're never getting to 33? Oh, you know, there's some things left better to the imagination. Oh. And 33? Ooh, that would have been fun to have two threes, but, you know, we'll never know. Well, always a pleasure to talk to. Yes, always a pleasure. Always feel a little uncomfortable calling him up, but... Uh, I'm I'm getting used to it. Uh, Sorry we keep forgetting your name. Uh, but yeah, unemployed. We did actor. say no at once, yeah, but we was, keep forgetting. Yeah, it. um, don't let that affect your opinion on our show. But uh, unemployed actor. Uh, well, hello there. Uh, is this <laughs> uh, is this a video audition? Uh, no, this is the final episode of Unwind Answers, the series finale. Oh, we're starting. <coughs> yes. Welcome to Unwanted Answers, the show on the internet where we no, answer. No, we're coming to the end, unemployed actor. Okay, this is it. Um, yes. Um, Say your goodbyes. Uh, you didn't ask for it, but there it is. See, that's not cool. You stole our line. Well, you never upstage the main host. Um, I was under the impression that I would be auditioning for the role of main host. I only take lead roles. No, I'm I, I'm sorry, unemployed actor. See, the show's ending. We're not being replaced. The show is, we're pulling the plug. It's over. It's done. It was an experiment that failed, and we're saying goodbye and good riddance to it. I will be waiting for a callback. I'm sure you will. In the meantime, I'm sure they could use your help at Blockbuster Video. I'll send my resume. All right. Who is uh, our next one to say goodbye to? We got two people on the line at once, I think. Oh, I do believe so. <laughs> so, we have Skipper and the Captain. So, guys, what was your favorite memory of Unwanted Answers? Oh, my favorite memory. 
It's having a skipper here and showing just how good our friendship is. Isn't that right, skipper? Oh, 32 times I mentioned how I wanted to gut the captain. Oh, it'll be used against me in court when I get back to land. I know it, I know it, I know it. Oh, Skipper, always saying such weird things. It may be because you're malnourished. Of course I'm malnourished, Captain. You ate all the food every time. I, I'll just want a little peanut. And you always have these big banquets to yourself with your beer belly. I get nothing ever, Captain, nothing. Oh, Skipper, you know, you should have just asked. I did ask, Captain, and you said maybe to go look for some fish. But every time I try to find a fish, you always steer us towards an oil spill. All the fish are long dead, and I can't get anything. Oh, Skipper, you know, I love these long boat rides with you, Skipper. Hey, Captain, hey, it is what it is. All right, who's up next? Oh, we've got the greatest love story of all. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Al. A beautiful couple. And Aunt Ash. So, Uncle Al, Aunt Ash, what is your fondest memory of Unwanted Answers? Well, the best thing about this show, it's finally done. <laughs> Crack a cold one for that. Oh, Al, you're being so rude once again. You know what this means? Now we don't have anything to do on our long car rides except to play with Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> oh, great. Show ends. I'm stuck with a stupid cat. How many times have I said I don't want that darn cat anymore? Oh, Al, you know you love this cat. Look at that little face. I, I hate that face. And every time you do it, you make a puke on me. I don't need that anymore, Ash. Hey. Uh-oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers is giving you a little surprise. Oh, no. no, Ash. No, Ash. Don't have that cat puke on me. These are my good jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Whiskers is giving you a present. <laughs> oh, oh, stupid cat. Oh, I'm, I'm out of here. Okay. Uh, I use the beard well, to clean my pants now. And, and Ash, while, while you're still here, does, uh... Does Mr. Whiskers have a favorite moment from Unwanted Answers history? Oh, Mr. Whiskers has so many great memories of the show. I think his favorite one is whenever you talked about Christmas. Because that's whenever Mr. Whiskers gets his new ball of yarn. He plays with it all the time. You know, I swear one time Mr. Whiskers tried to strangle Uncle Al with his yarn, but we'll never know for sure. So, we have a few people, you know, who've yeah. broken the law. Yeah. But, you know, they're trying to make amends. I do, so, uh, I do have um, a letter that I can read from one of the Anglin brothers, our last guests here. Um, oh, yes. This brother, um, you might know him from being stuck in, in prison. Um, so, uh, basically, what this reads, and it's uh, terribly written, uh, he's under a lot of stress. Um, <clears throat> basically, what this reads is, um, hey, uh, it's one of the Anglin brothers. I... Um, I'm writing you, the hosts of Unwanted, Unwanted Answers, uh, to say uh, it's been an honor uh, having my voice heard on the show. My voice is usually not heard because I'm in prison, and there's not much else to do here because 
Uh, podcasts are one of the only things I can enjoy while every single person I know and love is out free, and I am still stuck here rotting in a jail cell. Um, then the, the letter just kind of cuts off after that. Yes. And, oh, wait, what's this? I think we got a voicemail from someone named uh, Anglin 2. They said that they can't get it to the person they want to send it to, so they're hoping that the person will hear it on the show. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll play that real quick. Sure. Oh, my God, Henry. 32 episodes you could have escaped from prison, and you didn't. Your brothers, one night, you not. Swear to God, Henry, you are such a disappointment. Now, you know what? We'll never know for sure. My Everyone who listens to this show is going to think my boy's a quitter. So, nice going, Henry. Well, it's not the happiest, but at least there's a little bit of communication, however brief as it may be. Yeah. All right, now, real quick, um, we did have a little bit of a mix-up earlier where, as we said goodbye unwanted answers, Huck accidentally talks about Yahoo Answers. I guess it got lost he in the translation or whatever. He was a user, but, so it makes sense. Yes. As we learned, he learned recipes that can give him diarrhea, and his dream is that one day he'll be sitting in a bathroom stall and the person in the next all over will be Adam Sandler. So, Huck, we got you back again. Hell, wait, man, I'm always glad to be back. It's so much fun on this show. Huck, what is your favorite memory of Unwanted Answers? <laughs> wait, man, my favorite memory is still the first, man. Booger Factory. <laughs> Wait, that was so much fun, man. Man, you have a rip-roaring snot of a good time. Hell, wait, was that a fun time. So, after that, it was all downhill. Man, you can't beat Booger Factory. <laughs> Unless you're talking about Fart Factory. Hell, wait, man. Someday I hope to work in a toilet factory. That'd be so much fun. Especially if it's used toilets. Well, I don't know how that would toilet work, factory. Used toilet factory. What does that mean? You know, repairing broken toilets. Maybe there's a little tree in the bottom still. Wait, man, that'd be so much fun. Add to my collection. Okay, oh, Huck. Wait, wait, okay, what do? What exactly do you... I thought you were like a gold prospector, Huck. What exactly do you prospect? Wait, I tried gold for years, but you know what? Every time I pick my nose, that's all the gold I need. Wait, oh. now I'm in, I'm into faces. I'm gonna start my own manure company. <laughs> Wait, the best part is, is that people love manure, knowing they made it themselves. <laughs> so I get the toilet and sell it back to them. It's a huge profit to me. Wait, told <laughs> you like some unwanted answers, Tyler manure. I got a big bag out back. Wait, feel like you helped garden it yourself. Wow, Huck, it sounds like you could be a good business partner because Unwanted Answers could, since we can't be a podcast anymore, we could now be a manure company. Uh, that is, of course, oh, yes. along with a uh, dried fruits company. Hell, wait, the best part is there's always free samples of manure. Hell, wait, that fun. <laughs> yeah. We got manure pots. You know what my favorite thing is to do? We don't have winter where I come from, but we make ourselves some manure, man. 
Wait, man. As fun to build as it is to smell. <laughs> no. I'm. Wait. I'm into feces. Yes. You know what? There's so much pride when you look at manure, man, knowing that. <laughs> that the contents came out of you. Wait. It's the closest thing to being a father I have. I don't. <laughs> I don't think manure typically is supposed to be human sourced. <laughs> That's a mistake. You want human, you got the guy the best manure. <laughs> Man, when I used to have to get a plumber to come to my house, he said, Hook, see that right there? That's the best manure I've ever seen. I said, Thank you, plumber. <laughs> he never came back after that. Okay, I don't think that was a plumber, but thanks for finally telling us your uh, favorite moment of the show. It sounds like we peaked a long time ago, but... Oh, yeah, but any time there's a fart or a poop, <laughs> wait, man, that can get funny. Beautiful. Come on, let out who we one last time. All right, here we go, Huck. We'll, we'll one last time. Here we go. Hoo-wee! <laughs> I don't think there's a better exit for Huck than just going on a hooey. And with that, with no more questions to answer, I mean, the lights are prob- are going to go out. Yes. I mean, that's it. We've come to... Oh, real quick. Do we want to throw out the original question we first had? I would love that because, uh, you know, third time's a charm. It would be... It would be good to have, you know, one more go. Is anyone psychic? Does this shit actually exist? Well, of course it exists. Of course. I I wish we could have seen this coming, though. (laughs) Yes. This demise. You know, Paul seemed like he knew, almost a little suspiciously, like he knew. Is Paul the answer? He knows what we're doing, even when we don't see him. And every time you think you're about to see him, it's almost like he predicted that you're about to look that way, yes. and he's gone. I, oh my huh. god, I think we, that was a pretty fast one, but I think, yes, this shit does exist. You know how we know? Because our producer, Paul, is a psychic. Oh my god, um, okay, uh... Okay. Um. Okay. Before. Okay. Hopefully he doesn't hear us right now. I mean, he. Uh, but I think we. I think the answer. We need to start. We need to start a paranormal and conspiracy podcast because I think the first true psychic is out there, and his name is. Yes, Ole. Paul. Exactly. Paul knows. <sighs> It's too bad we don't know where he is now. We could have asked him so many important questions. Well, what if he already knows the questions that we were going to ask? Yes, that's why he would never have to listen to the show. Wow. He's known this whole time. That is. This is the twist ending. <laughs> no, we, we just went full <laughs> end night Shyamalan. I know. We're like, do we know? Wait. Paul. Paul knows. 
Wow. Currently, fla- flashbacks in my head to every interaction I've had with Paul. Everything. Wow. Paul knew ahead of time. It makes so much more sense. Sometimes I, I swear I would get text messages where he would say something that he knew I was about to say. He would refer to that. Yeah. I was like, Paul, mm-hmm. how'd you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like that time. Like it, I'm starting to connect the dots because I always thought it was weird that I got a message from him, yeah, like a couple years ago that like uh, something you love is going to be taken away from you, and I was like, God, that that's really kind of cruel of you to say, Paul. I don't know what you're talking about. You <laughs> like is and talking about my teddy bear? What are you talking about? No, but the the date of that text was right before the upload where I talked about my pen being stolen. Oh, yes. I think he's known what's going to happen next all along. You know, I remember him sending a message saying, trust these new strangers. That was around the time that cult tried to recruit me when I was at school. He was trying to get you into a cult. And yes. And luckily failed as far as I know. Yes. And trying to get my beloved pen taken away from me which he's actually succeeded at and i'm devastated this is an unhealthy relationship i think yes maybe it is for the best that's coming to an end yeah huh all right guys you know what that means at long last who would have thought we'd have a twist like that for the end i i know i it just happened that it it clicked with us right at the end of the show and I suppose that's it. We don't have anything more to give you. Uh, not that you asked for any of it anyway. Yeah, no, no one ever asked for it. But yet we still kept on giving. We are like those socks that your grandmother gives to you every Christmas. Just keep mm-hmm. coming, keep coming, keep coming. And you know, that's right. I thought we'd have a special ending for this episode, as we should. Yes. You know, there's a children's book called Goodnight Moon, which, yeah. as you read it before you go to bed, it's the perfect metaphor for death. Just, of course. It's a very dark thing. So, I say, as we fade off into the sunset, I'd just like to throw this out there. Goodnight questions, goodnight answers. Goodbye, Yahoo Answers. Good night, Huck. Good night, Uncle Al. Farewell. And fade off into the night. Unwanted Answers. See you next week. Hello, Adam and Tyler. This is Roger, and I am a self-help guru, and I believe that your show is important, Unwanted Answers, uh, because it helps people uh, answer questions, and that's all we need. I think it's a swell little show, and I'd like to talk to you about bringing it back, and maybe 
And if you need a new producer, I'm always available, so uh, give me a call.